You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I just hammered a good one. Drop the Asher. Never seen that deer before. It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppard. And tonight we are joined not only by kickstand Josh Luck, but uh, a lot of members of the Fueled by the Outdoors team. So we're joined by Eric Grippa. Hey, everybody. Rachel Tyler Sparks. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Sparks. No, it's Rach. Uh, It's Rach. (laughs) It's never not Rach. Nickname change. Aaron Satterfield. What's happening? And Paige Kelly and Michael Carher. Did I say that right? Carher. Uh, <laughs> okay. Close enough, right? Yeah, I've heard it said, said a lot worse. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys. So this is officially the 100th episode of the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. So I'm glad that we like that you all can be here to share this with us. This is a pretty big milestone. Uh, when we decided to start this, I think in March of 2000, right? Literally, I think like two weeks after the coronavirus started, when Chris and I said, "Hey, let's go ahead and you know start this podcast," and you know you never know how these things are going to go or how they're going to turn out, but. Over the course of three years and a hundred episodes, and figuring out a whole lot of stuff that we do right and a whole lot of stuff we definitely do wrong, um, it, it's it's been exciting, and I'm I'm even happier that we can uh, have some people who've been guests on here before back on here, even if Josh is still on here. Um, you know that that's that's still okay, I guess. But uh, I. I kind of going around well everyone's thing is different obviously because of what we just discussed on why on how on how it's all oriented on the screen um i'll let our uh, esteemed leader start off uh, with everything tonight so chris it, take it away with thoughts feelings complaints that have kind of gone on and just your you know kind of overall thinking on the episodes and where we're at man uh well we have a hundred and uh First off, thanks to Rick. Rick's been huge with this, and I know we're not anywhere near where we're going to be, but we've come a long way, especially with our podcast, and um, I have to say, you know, it's it's nice to be able to do these, and then Rick basically edits them and, uh, you know, puts commercials in or whatever needs done, edits out all my F-bombs or most of them, (laughs) and um, makes me seem at least a little polished. Uh, With that said... Uh, there's some pretty good episodes, in my opinion. Um, one that comes to mind, actually, is uh, one of our earlier ones with Rick's dad talking about the start of the Ohio turkey season. Uh, a lot of us in here are turkey lovers. We're infatuated with turkey hunting, and to hear the history behind that uh, was pretty cool. I also loved our episode with Chris Gilkey, uh Ohio game warden that we interviewed, which was really cool. And I really, really want to interview him um, about being a canine handler at some point. Um, 
And then, I, I mean, I, I think my favorite episode, hands down, uh, not even close, is the one that we did at the expo. I don't, I don't think, like, don't get me wrong. Um, there have been more informative episodes, but as far as fun goes, that's some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. That was a blast with uh, you and Josh, and then we had Jacob Emery and um, – you know, the red rocket, Jacob Myers. And that was just, that was freaking cool. So uh, pretty excited about everything that's gone on to this point. We started off, I think our first episode talked about how we started as a freaking Facebook page, mm -hmm. Facebook group. And we thought we'd do a podcast and then we started doing a YouTube channel and then, of course, my ADHD went berserk, and we decided to do an expo, and I'm sure I'll come up with a bunch of other stuff for us to do, but um, it's been a really cool journey, and uh, man, I, I mean, it's just crazy to think that we started as a freaking Facebook group, and now here we are on our 100th episode of a freaking podcast that's supported by uh, Afflictor Broadheads and Huntworth, and we've had other people interested. I mean, it's just really cool. Uh, you know, for me, it's kind of a dream come true because uh, being a guy that shot for shops, tried to shoot for other shops, and, you know, you, you try to, like, get your foot in the door at all in any way, and it's just super difficult. And I, I mean, you can be talented or not. It's extremely difficult to – to get your foot in the door in any part of the industry. So I feel pretty fortunate that we've been able to work towards everything. And, and really, I feel like sometimes we fall short and other times we surpass it. Like, of course, we've always got these big goals. But when I think about even the possibility of having a trade show that's ours or, uh, you know, having a freaking clothing company sponsor us or something like i would have never told anybody oh hey yeah this will probably happen in two years or you know whatever like that's it's just kind of a big deal to me so pretty cool um pretty excited to have you guys on here um and just feeling i'm in my feels i'm a little a little jacked right now so i'll, I'll let one of you guys <laughs> One of you guys take it away while I pound some of this bourbon. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, if anything, um, how many of us, you know, to give the listeners an idea, how many of us actually knew each other before you started the Facebook page or before you started, you know, uh, the group? All right. Uh, that's a very damn good topic. So I knew Rick and I knew Grip. I did not know Josh. I didn't know Tyler. I didn't know Mike or Paige. I didn't know. So I knew I knew Rick and Grip that are in the podcast right now. And then I knew um, Matt Amron and I knew Willie. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I met everybody else through that Facebook group and, the you know, the whole all the platforms and all that. Um, so it is kind of crazy. Like I had always heard about Bob Walker from other people. Um, <laughs> multiple people talked about the guy, always in a positive manner, of course. And now, then one day we're doing a, um, 
like a live podcast with some guys from like Oregon about elk hunting. And he starts getting on there and talking to him and talking to me. And then he messages me afterwards and says we should get together. So I go down to the IBO World Championships when I made that little run. And I think I'm home for a day, something like that. And he texts me and says, hey, why don't you come over for a beer and let's talk, uh, you know, um, what's he call it? Boundary waters fishing and west mm -hmm. hunting. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I I mean, I've literally met up with all of you guys at some point and shot the shit. So I was like, okay, well, I go over to this dude's house and he has the most gorgeous basement as I think almost all of you saw mm -hmm. and uh, has my favorite taste in beer. I'm a dark beer guy, as you guys know, and he has the most delicious beers and snacks and we're just sitting there BSing. And then finally, hell, I don't even know what time it was, but I had to, I had to bounce cause I was dog tired, but yeah, I, I mean, we've, it's been crazy how a lot of people have come together and the, you know, looking at, certain things that have happened for certain people, companies and everything through the the group and the expo, seeing those little stories come to fruition. Like I just heard about another guy the other day, got a, got a freaking sponsorship with a saddle company. And that's, that was all the expo, you know, not that he wasn't like worthy of it or anything. I'm just like that, that connection happened there. And I just, if we ever became millionaires or never made a dime, that would be enough for me. Just the camaraderie and the, the connections and stuff that I see. So pretty cool. Solid, solid topic, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Grip, you've been on the pod. Well, <laughs> you were on a podcast before and uh, let's not talk about that. That, that that's, <laughs> that's a secret episode. Actually, um, got another I email good. stating to stop talking. <laughs> I was going to say I have uh, this will be my second and a half time. Yes. That I've yes. <laughs> so so grip, uh, you know, kind of kind of give us a rundown or thoughts on, you know, the group, the team, the podcast, the page, because you started putting out uh, a content on the page more recently or on our YouTube page as well. Mm -hmm. You did a really good um, review on the PSE Omen and you know, what, what, what's that been like, you know, kind of, you know, you have your own YouTube page grips, grips, bow shop, right? No grips, grips, archery, grips, grips, archery. Yeah. And you know, you, you share, you share content with us as well. What, what's it been like, you know, being part of the team, you know, knowing Chris for so long and uh, above all else, uh, being an archer and coming into a group of guys, uh, some of which, me um who, who who aren't the most archery inclined or, um but then others who are who are extremely archery inclined uh it's has been first of all everybody that i have met in the group are just great people uh everybody the way we came together and worked together at the expo uh just and some of those some a couple of the people that i the first time i met them was at the expo it was really a great mm -hmm. experience and i really I'm glad to be a part of of the team, and uh, I really enjoy everybody's company. At that night, we were at we're talking about Bob's basement, 
And that mm-hmm. night we all met together and, and just sat there and, and had a few drinks. And I mean, what was, I think one o'clock in the morning when my, oh, my dude. wife came and got, got <laughs> me finally, you yeah. know, it was, it was just a great time. And I think it's, we have a great nucleus and a great group of guys. Um, and Bob and Chris were the only two people that I know that I knew previously to being on the team and, uh, without without being a part of it you know everybody that i'm looking on the screen here that we're talking to tonight uh i i would have never met before and i think it's 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 really a a kind of a a great thing to be a part of it's a lot of fun i i i have to agree especially with the the group of people that we've assembled as part of the team everyone that i've ever met uh, that's that's still around is is great people and that <laughs> and that uh well yeah i mean i mean they, they, people come and go they do people come and go and, and not to say that some of those guys weren't real nice guys some of them um you know whatever but you know the 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 people that we that we've got you know assembled now are, are just so, solid uh solid individuals and you know salt to the earth type people you know they Agreed. they'll show up they'll help They'll, you know, they'll, they'll stay out with you until 2 a.m. tracking a deer and packing it out with their uh, actual packs instead of mini packs. That's a bonus episode <laughs> coming up, folks. <laughs> uh, Josh and Chris could talk about that one. Can I poke a little fun real quick? Please do. Please. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you how organized I am. <laughs> deer. Yeah. What do I do now? <laughs> like, I'm like I... I was thinking about it today, and and I'm not I'm I I am poking fun, but I'm not here. I was thinking about it today, and I thought, man, what was he actually going to do if I wasn't there? Like, I I don't know what. Can I ask you honestly? I want to ask you, what was your next move? Were you just going to chill on YouTube all night and learn how to cut up a deer by yourself, or like what were nope. you going to? No, nope, I was gonna gut and drag. Oh my god! Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> okay, I mean, I believe you. Yeah, you're you're I young. Work that hard, but holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, he's, he's a nightmare. Doctor and PhD, he knows how to do everything mechanically <laughs> and lifting and everything. He'd, he'd be good. I was like, man, I I cut the deer up and I provided the meat pack. He had game bags. But aside from that, like I had a, I had some, I had a few knives. But, well, I understand that. No, you, you brought a knife. It's actually in my pack, so you should probably, you should. Well, I'll, I, I'll I, I need that back because that's actually not my knife. Is that Christian's knife? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I, I was cracking up because I thought. Man, this dude's like the most organized mofo of all time. And then I get there and I'm like, this is this is not the Josh that I'm used to at all. It was pretty funny. But that was that's something that I'll remember for a while. Uh and man, I'm so glad I bought that light. That that light, like I was showing grip today. Uh, that light made those pictures just that much better. I think I, I actually kind of want to test it. I wish I'd have had the, you know, the, the mindset to think of it then. Cause I was kind of admiring how well lit everything was. And I yeah. thought to myself, 
what would it look like if we had no light? Because, you know, we were out there dicking around in Nebraska with our cameras with no light. You know, we were taking pictures of stars and freaking comets or what, uh, not comets, uh, shooting stars. I tried to get some satellites. I mean, um, and it was doing good. And then, of course, when you edited them, it was really cool. So I, I just wonder what it looked like um, if you had to use just the light on your phone. But, God, I'm like, those are probably the best pictures I've ever taken in my life at night. There, and that, that's all. That's a light and a phone. Like, it's not me. But, yeah, that light well, was really good. Oh. So, anyways. All right. I'm done poking fun <laughs> at Josh for this episode. For um, this episode. That's me right. And Josh, me and Josh will have, have some fun uh, real soon, actually. Maybe this weekend. Uh, hopefully, I'll be pestering your ass to come help me. Uh, cut up a deer. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to return the favor. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, let's um, let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk to Paige and Mike because Paige loves to talk, and yeah. <laughs> we know she wants to talk. So guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, how you came to be on the team, and just. Uh, Give us a little backstory. This is your first time on the podcast. So give us a little backstory on um, how you came to be here and also a little bit of background in your hunting, fishing, outdoors careers, we'll call them. Yeah, I can go first. Um, well, uh, growing up, I guess, uh, no one in my family hunted. Uh, we were, were kind of large grain farmers in, uh, Southern Ohio. My dad fished, but by fished, I mean, used his Epco 33. <laughs> <laughs> it still does. And I mean, he gets it done, but, uh, he's, he, he enjoys it, but he's not like into it. Like we're into it. Um, I started hunting when i was probably 13 or 14 and i basically begged my dad to walk around our family property with car hearts on and a single barrel break open smooth bore shotgun 20 gauge nice and, and uh never got anything ever <laughs> um, and then it kind of got to the point where i could go by myself and then I started bow hunting. I still have yet, I've killed one deer with a gun and it was a muzzle. I shot a doe. Um, and that was back when I was 17 or 18. But uh, I really like bow hunting. Shot a few nice bucks. Um, and then me and Paige got together. And believe it or not, she liked outdoors and stuff before me way before me um and then it's kind of kind of blossomed into something that uh we do a lot uh, and we do a variety of we go out of state fishing minnesota florida tennessee kentucky um what do you fish for uh i 
a small mouth when I can, but uh, we've been up to Erie for walleye. And whenever I'm in Tennessee or Kentucky, it's smallmouth. Um, Minnesota, we were fishing for walleye, pike, uh, crappie. We do a lot of crappie fishing around here. Um, and then we duck hunt, we deer hunt, we turkey hunt, we coyote hunt with thermal. Uh, we rabbit hunted with dogs. We just do a little bit of everything. <clears throat> and I've talked enough. I'll let Paige. I know she's super <laughs> cute. I just have to talk at some point. Um, so I kind of got started the same way. My parents did not hunt at all. My dad used to take me fishing, and I would always out outfish my brother and want to stay longer than everybody else. And um the reason I got into hunting, um, well, first of all, my family has a farm in prime deer country. Um, it was, well, I, before I could really get into hunting, um, well, I, I couldn't really drive or do anything. So by the time I, I developed any interest, um, the farm, they'd start leasing it out because my parents don't farm or do anything um, like that anymore. So, um, I really didn't have a whole lot of options. I had nobody to show me. So, um, I just watched a lot of videos and, um, I tried some public, I hunted that farm a little bit. Um, and then I, I got with Mike and we both started hunting a lot more. Um, I am not a a big gun hunter. Um, I actually started a group of kids in my high school, um, shot bow, and I, I never really got into shooting a bow, um, just for competitions, and um, that's when I, I started shooting, and I started wanting to hunt and try other things after that. Good what's deal. That, what's that dynamic like? Because I know I know most of the other guys in this group, um, I'm pretty positive. Like I know my wife doesn't hunt. I'm pretty sure everybody else's wives aren't like into the whole going out and killing the deer and everything else with us. So what's that dynamic like for you guys? I mean, is it, is it pretty fun waking up early in the morning on a Saturday and the freezing cold and everything and sitting in a tree together? Like, um, it has its advantages and its disadvantages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks it's cool until you're both really into deer hunting yeah. and you only got one shooter that's being consistent. <laughs> yeah. And then you're yeah. fighting tooth and nail to... Who's going to go shoot that bug? Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, like right now, we got one shooter that I would... He's not consistent. Uh, it... It's more than her turn, and she's put in a lot of work, and I've been pretty successful over the past few years, so she's definitely getting first go at it. I'm, I, I'm the type that, yeah, I want to go kill a big deer every year, um, and we'll pass 140s, 150s. She's passed 140s, 150s. Um, but I'm more than okay passing up those kind of deer with what we have normally but 
I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get into this, but I really do think the EHD is kind of taking a <laughs> taking a toll on our herd because this yeah. is the, this is the least amount of deer I've ever had on camera. Good I job, know. Rick. I know. I cursed yeah, the entire state fault. of Ohio. It's all yeah. my fault. Jeez. Rick's have been stressed out since that podcast <laughs> came out, and then I keep hearing from everyone. You know. But, you know. Uh, this deer didn't even know about EHD till you put it on the podcast. <laughs> now everyone's got it. It's terrible because I, I when I when I said something about yeah, go look at the map on DNR. When I looked at it, it was like oh, there's like four, five, six counties, and now you look, it's like the entire southern half of Ohio has confirmed cases at this point. It just makes me sick to my stomach. So it's sorry. Not- <laughs> I- it ain't your fault, obviously. But uh, <laughs> no, we've we've honestly gotten gotten arguments over uh, deer hunting before. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's it's fun. But uh, hey, Michael, I I can't wait until you and Paige uh, add a couple kids on the mix. I. <laughs> Uh, it'll, it'll definitely change things. So. How did I know that was going to get brought up? <laughs> yeah, we'll probably find a way to strap them on and take take them with us if we can. Yeah, or pawn them off to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> she lives a good quarter mile away. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we definitely have a little easier than some as far as free time but we're both still pretty busy with her being in nursing school and me working at my new job and uh managing a farm 800 acre farm in kentucky and sh- stuff um, <laughs> well i guess it isn't the f-bomb so I've it's, it's that right. a couple times. yeah <laughs> i've said the yeah but <laughs> Well, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So, Tyler, you've you, you're you're like the prodigal son. Like you left and then you came back, <laughs> um, and uh, you were welcomed with open arms. Even though you left my deer hunting team last year, not that I have any feelings about that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, t- I did get left twice. I am, I am very worried that like. It, it, it's going to be, I'm like the EHD of the deer hunting group. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> um, but so, so Tyler, uh, you know, what, what's it been like for you being in the group? I think you didn't meet any of us until the expo last year. You, you can't, you came on the page, <clears throat> but then you, like showed up at the expo and started talking to everybody and then things went from there. So kind of, kind of give your, give your background also and you know how you kind of became part of the team. Yeah. So I, um, you know, born and raised in Ohio, my whole life grew up in a big, big fishing family. Um, my dad was a small game hunter growing up with his grandfather and he passed pretty early on. So it was, something that never really continued on, um, but the fishing did. So we grew up chasing everything freshwater. You can imagine with the exception of um, like trout and salmon. I've, that's one or a couple species I've never gotten a chance to go after, but um, we used to make 
yearly trips up to Canada every summer and do some pike and walleye fishing um, way up in Quebec. Um, like, you know, no cell service. The other side of the river was an Indian reserve. So we could sit on the bank in the evenings and like watch smoke signals. Like when you're, when you're remote, you're talking super remote. Um, but it was always cool growing up in that, um, like in the outdoors world, you know, weekly trips to Bass Pro, you know, Cabela's, the whole nine. Um, and I kind of, I was a wrestler from like eight years old all the way on through. And, and most of your hunting seasons take place during the winter months. And that was also when wrestling season was for me. So all the time that I could have been, um, you know, going out hunting and everything, I was always tied to a, a practice or a tournament or, or whatever the case may be. So I always had like the, the um, desire to hunt and the interest in it because, it, I, you know, I would see the different trophy mounts at Bass Pro and we'd go to these outdoor, um, you know, big trade shows and I'd see all the vendors and different things and, and always thought it was cool. But it was never something that we really had the opportunity to do. And then once I got out on my own, uh, gotten to school and then moved out, I was uh, working as a CNC machinist at the time. Another guy and I, we were kind of chatting and he brought up uh, bow hunting. And my initial reaction was like, I don't really know anything. I don't know where to start, that kind of stuff. And he basically told me, um, go buy a cheap crossbow, watch some YouTube videos. So you can kind of learn the basics of what it is and, you know, their, their behavior, where to go, um, come back and ask questions. And then he said, we'll talk about bow hunting, um, you know, with compound or, or whatnot. And I went down that route and then, went to uh, an archery shop with him, found out he was actually a, um, a tournament shooter in the ASA and did a lot of 3D competitions. And he basically was like, if you kind of took me under his wing, it was like, if you want to learn how to hunt with a compound bow, um, he's like, I want you to spend a full year shooting 3D tournaments so you can get the practice in, you can get used to it, all this other stuff. Because there's, I mean, we all know there's a little bit more um, intricacies to shooting a compound than just a crossbow or any other kind of um, you know, weapon. And so it was a, a situation where I spent a full year shooting the, the ASA stuff in Ohio at the state level. Um, absolutely loved it. So I did a, um, two years at the national level, traveling to, to Alabama and uh, down to Kentucky to London and doing different shoots and stuff and loved that side of it, but just didn't have the money to continue it. But it ultimately ended up getting me further into deer hunting. And so I, I heard the term once that I was a, an adult onset deer hunter and yep. loved, loved it because I was 20, 21 by the time I ever stepped foot in the woods. Um, every every time I've gone out, it's been an adventure. I've done plenty of dumb things, had some of the dumbest experiences, like climbing a tree and having a raccoon five feet above me one morning and <laughs> trying to figure out if I wanted to shoot a deer or get rabies. And, um, but in terms of the group and everything, I, I honestly don't remember how I stumbled upon the page. Um, I know it was probably, I want to say like the second or third year that it had been started. I just kind of found it and joined it. And you feel like it might've been through Dylan Andrewskowitz? Maybe. I, I feel yeah. like maybe. <clears throat> Cause he's a, he's one of my buddies through competition. And I know that you two kind of knew each other of each other or something. And um, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I just, I, I fell in love with the page cause I was, I was in a, a couple other groups and just 
seemed like as, as a newbie hunter at the time and really having like, like all the dumb questions that I didn't know were dumb questions or, or really just, you know, the innocence of having no knowledge. Um, there were times where like, I would just ask a basic question and just get drugged through the mud. Um, <laughs> and eventually, you know, I found this page where it was like, I could ask a question and out of the innocence of not knowing and actually get some good feedback and some good help or referred into directions of, of, you know, guys that had the experience and were willing to help the new guys coming along. Um, and then it was kind of cool getting to teach my dad how to hunt because he didn't have any idea about it. I learned all this new information and then I started teaching him how to do it. Um, so it was cool that like he taught me everything I know about fishing. I could turn around and repay the favor teaching him everything about hunting and just kind of spark another family tradition there. And it was something where the expo rolled around, um, probably a year or two prior to the expo, I was um, doing a hunt down in Southeast Ohio and all of that. at the time, all I had was a like 15 pound Hawk hang on and a 20 pound summit climber. And <laughs> all I knew was that Southeast Ohio meant Hills and I didn't want to carry either one of them. And I literally one day just kind of got online and searched lightweight mobile hunting methods and, um, the saddle community just exploded and I dove into it, got a real cheap saddle right off the rip. Um, and it got custom made for me for like 150 bucks. I took that and some wild edge steps down there for a weekend and came back and absolutely like just fell in love with saddle hunting. And I think I've been in an actual tree stand maybe twice in the last two and a half years since that. And when I found out the, about the expo, I, I was like, well, I'll be there. I don't care where it is, what it is or anything. I was coming literally as just somebody who wanted to attend. And outside of the group, I, Chris, I don't think you and I had really talked much other than just conversations on the page. Yeah. Um, and then I think the weirdest part was showing up that morning because I asked Chris if I could come early to, to kind of have him look at some of the stuff that I had equipment wise and give me some tips and stuff. I showed up early and the weirdest part was like everybody that was already part of the team was like, Hey Tyler, how's it going? Hey Tyler, how's it going? And I was like, who? Like, I have no idea. Like Aaron and I talked for probably six hours that day and I had no idea who he was, even though <laughs> he walked right up to me, shook my hand and was like, Tyler, it's nice to finally see you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's been cool. It's, um, it's blossomed into some of the best friendships I've, I've developed in the last handful of years. Um, not even just outdoors based. Like we've, when Chris and I went to Kentucky scout and we had a couple of really cool conversations in the truck ride down. And we've, we've had talks about family dynamics and um, kids and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been an absolute blast. You know, that's the one thing that I didn't see coming with all of this is so like, first off you gain all these friends it's not because I'm anything special or anything. We just have a good thing going and uh, people want to talk and I talk, I'll talk to them. And uh, until you're a douchebag, you know, we can be buddies, right? Like I'm never going to, because of somebody's looks or wealth or lack of any of that, you know, nothing like that. Um, I try not to judge anybody. Um, uh, well, let me, let me restate that. We'll judge <laughs> your face for fun. Uh, we, we joke. Uh, we'll always joke and we f with each other all the time. Don't edit that. Um, but the very message group. Yeah, we we. 
we're savage as hell. <laughs> but you gain all these friends, and then sooner or later, you're like, man, I, I want to hang out with this person, but man, I just don't have the time now. Like, there's so many people and so many things, and then you get so many things going on. But one thing I never, I never saw coming was having those kinds of conversations about family dynamics, marriages, and different, you know, I, I figured it would always be hunting. And then you get to know people a little bit and you start talking relationships and fatherhood and, um, you know, dealing with wives that want you, you know, that's one thing. I, I don't think Mike understands what he has because Mike <laughs> never get the text. Well, what time do you think you'll be home? Because I'm hungry. Well, yep. she's in the tree stand too. So <laughs> he'll never get that text. She knows when he'll be home. Um, so no, I, in all honesty though, it's just, uh, it kind of hits you a little bit when you, you think about the real conversations that you have. You're not just talking about broadheads or shot placement or, you know, all that stuff, which that's fun, but it, it's just crazy. It comes with a little bit of responsibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. Chris, mm-hmm. I, you know, you bring up a good point because I, to be honest, I don't think any of us could have could say that we envisioned us being where we're at right now. You know, as friends, uh, mm-hmm. as, you know, we we were all part of a Facebook page that enjoyed the outdoors. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like I, I mean, well, I knew Rick's wife beforehand. Um, I mean. Grip's wife, I've met a couple of times. Um, obviously, I've I've hung out with Madison. I don't even know how much. Josh's wife, I mean, she comes over and plays with our kids. Um, Aaron brings his boy over, and you know we go deer hunting. Or you know him and Cora play. We had a deer camp, and him and my oldest daughter are playing. It's just, it's crazy. You know the relationships that you develop through this, and. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I want to make money and, you know, get cool stuff and all that. That's cool. But man, the, the relationships are pretty badass. And, and what's funny, I still crack up because we added Aaron Satterfield to our team because he's a successful hunter. He, he'd post these pictures of freaking bull elk and mule deer and big white tails. And we're like, man, holy who this dude ain't that part like we should add him to our team and we weren't filming we weren't doing anything but doing a facebook group that's it and and then this dude he turns out he's like a damn graphic designer he's a freaking gunsmith and i'm like score (laughs) (laughs) jackpot how did we do that so kind of cool but yeah it's it's crazy and and for anybody in here, anybody that's listening, and uh, while this is kind of directed at Mike, but not really, um, I hate I hate that I can't give people more time and hang out. Not that anybody's like dying for my time, but I just wish we could all hang out more. Shit, like, wish just I could get some time, just some crit time, but I never can. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, Mike, it's taken me two years to even get a day to go hunt with him, so. <laughs> and he's and he's going to like basically make it as tough on himself as he can. <laughs> I'm going to have to shake 
shit out of him and wake hey, him up. Every wrestler hey. is known to be a masochist, so why not? Bucky the Badger needs to die, and he needs to go watch it <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Send that, send that damn badger straight to hell. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say, too, like, I know, I mean, I, I know we're all kind of deep and heavy right now, but I, I like that we talked about the dynamic and the relationships of the group and how they've developed and everything because the one of the biggest things about the expo this year and and a lot of the feedback that I got from a lot of attendees and a lot of vendors and like people who had never even heard of the page, let alone, you know, first timers to the expo, we're talking about like how much from the moment they they came to the front tables to the time they left the place, it was a family dynamic. Everybody was friendly with each other. Everybody was getting along and sharing tips and advice and you know, this, this equipment works this way and, and lessons and whatnot. I mean, who was it? Was it the, um, the buzzard roost guys that made jambalaya for everybody? Yeah. Oh, days? Like you, you oh. don't see that at a big corporate, you know, a quote professional event. Like it was really cool for an vendor to just show up and say, Hey, we're going to cook jambalaya for the entire expo. Like, and I believe they did it Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Both days. Oh man. Like that, that was awesome. cool. And it's, it's neat seeing the relationships that we've developed as, as kind of like the, the inner circle team, um, like just kind of trickling into the entire thing that we, we try and do for, for the community. Absolutely. That was, that, that was a big thing with the, you know, with the expo. Well, you know, it, it was, you really didn't understand it unless you was there and got, got a chance to experience it. Uh, you know, I, I've never been to an expo that was so open-minded, so non-biased. Oh. You know, you could go to any table, any vendor, and literally they would turn around and point at another vendor and be like, you need to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you don't you don't find that very often. No. No, you don't. No, that that is – it was so cool – to hear people say things like that, because as you guys know, that's what we shoot for with just our Facebook group, mm-hmm. you know, let alone that that's where that started. And then it carried over into everything. And I mean, don't get me wrong. That's our goal. But when, when me and Josh are like running all around like chickens with our head cut <laughs> off, you know, not knowing which way is up, you forget about all that. You forget about most things. That weekend, I that will never happen again. We are enjoying the next shows, everybody. Like <laughs> I did not get to enjoy that show the way that I wanted to. And I know there's plenty of people that got less than I got. And I hate that. Um, but seeing what did go on and seeing and hearing the the thoughts uh, from everybody as far as, you know, not only the unbiased environment, but just, I mean, it was the right people, the right field, the right environment, the right venue, the right everything. Everything just gelled. It meshed, you know. So, um, you know, you talk, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'll hunt private land any day, and, and I definitely want to involve sort of the private land side in the next shows. But when you have a bunch of public land studs getting together and as, as one guy put it, you know, you look around and you see everybody in coyote Brown and 
uh, army olive green. <laughs> this is just so awesome. I remember standing outside with Josh listening to Jake Bush and Jacob Emery talk. And like, I just wanted to like cry. I'm like, this is the best day of my life. Those, you, you dream of one day getting to meet those guys. And we got to hang out with them all weekend and listen, listen to literally their deepest thoughts when it comes to targeting deer and, and stuff that they've done. So that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to hear <clears throat> all the different things people said about it. Even the people that I don't feel like are really holding up that number one foam finger for us, if you get my drift, even they had things to say about it positively, you know, so it was really cool. Yep, absolutely. If you're looking for an affordable technical gear style clothing that performs well, that cuts weight from your clothing, but not from your wallet, check out Huntworth. Whether you're hunting early season in Nebraska, mid-season in Ohio, or late season in Iowa, Huntworth has a system to keep you comfortable and focused on your hunt. With early season fast approaching, we highly recommend checking out the Durham Lightweight Hunting Pants and the Midweight Shelton Hoodie. These items paired with an appropriate base layer will perform at a high level in multiple early season conditions when fishing and hunting. So we've been on the search for a new broadhead this year, and after doing some research and kind of looking around, we found this company called Afflictor Broadheads. We got our hands on some of the heads this summer to test out, and guys, I got to tell you, I believe that this head will be in our quiver this fall. Each and every broadhead is hand-assembled in their Texas facility by people who truly care about your experience. This year, I'll be shooting the K2 Mini and the K2 Hybrid, and I got to tell you, I'm absolutely loving them. They fly great, they're extremely durable, and the penetration is just deadly. I can't express it enough. I also love the practice pin feature these guys came out with. So far, I'm really, really impressed. To learn more for yourself, check them out at afflictorbroadheads.com. Josh, are you still here? <laughs> I am still here. You haven't talked yet. I, I, I talk on here all the time. I'm letting everyone else talk. Come on, hit me with something. I think I saw him nod off once. <laughs> I did not nod off. What? Well, I feel like Aaron needs to go before I go. Hey. Are hey. you going to ask him a question, Josh? <laughs> I think he's oh, no. I was... falling asleep. No, right. no, no. <laughs> Hey, Aaron, I'll ask you the question. So well, what, what's, what's, what's been your favorite part about being on the team and, you know, appearances on the podcast and things along those lines? Well, first of all, I really enjoy calling our guests uh, the incorrect names. Uh, that- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bruce. <laughs> oh, Bryce, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your oh, name's man. the opposite of what I said. Well, I'll never forget puckering up so big. <laughs> Holy shit, we're like 90 seconds in. And he's already called him the wrong name. 
That's uh, all right. It's kind of like when Chris was like, "Oh, you're the crossbow, crossbow guy." guy. <laughs> I was just gonna bring that one up. I was just gonna bring that one up. That, that, that was my favorite. That, dude. <laughs> so, for anybody that doesn't know, to all seven and a half of our listeners, so I'm interviewing Greg Staggs, one of the one of the bigger like bow only guys ever. <laughs> and I opened up the my notebook. I I try to like study people and take a few notes and come up with a, a flow, especially when I don't have Rick to babysit me. So I open it up and it's the wrong notes. It's for a guy who's the, uh, he's the CEO of a damn crossbow company. And I'm like, so you're really into crossbows and it gets really quiet. And Staggs is like, uh, I don't know where you heard that, but no. Uh, man. Really? And so I go down the list and I'm like, oh, shit. Age, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's awesome. It wasn't, it didn't feel awesome at the time, if I'm being real. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and it's funny every, every time that I see Bryce, you know, with a, a Foxtrot ammo, you know, I'm going to call him Bruce and he's going to call me Ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. So you, anyway, yeah, back to your back to your favorite parts and all that. The you know the 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 cool thing about it is is I I never, you know, whenever I, you know, I mean how many all of us can probably attest to this. How, I mean how how many of us how many Facebook pages are you part of? You know. Woo. And yeah, and how many how many of them are you disinvolved with you know uh, i never envisioned you know coming on at, at the time whenever it would be elite outdoors that it would lead to this it would lead to these type of friendships you know uh whenever i moved to ohio and you know 2015 and getting the opportunity to you know never envisioned you know me sitting here with all of you guys uh having the friendships that i have having the opportunities to hit the woods and hunt with you guys, uh, like I do, uh, never, never envisioned it. Never, never envisioned it getting to this point. I, I think that that's the coolest thing, you know, to see where we're at right now and where we're headed, uh, you know, with this group, uh, with the expo, with the Facebook page and knowing what we can do to help, you know, really bring people together, you know, in in the industry in a non-biased way you know that's what i really like about it you know i mean we've you know we've seen you know not to mention anything but we've seen things you know with the recent expo that we had uh you know with you know possible vendors and stuff like that and we we stood our ground we stood our ground to make sure that it was going to be as non-biased as possible because that's what it's about it's an opportunity for everyone to be able to show their product and showcase their product. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yash. Kickstand. <laughs> my, my turn. Was that a question? <laughs> no, statement. Mr. It was a statement. It's my turn. Mr. PSL himself. That's right, Mr. PSL. I wish uh, I wish anybody could see the transition that that guy has made. If if anybody else could be me for a day or an hour and know what I know and what I thought when I first met this guy versus where he is now, 
freaking nuts. I mean, volume-wise, just with the voice is the biggest change. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I taught you know? him how to kind of talk like a guy. <laughs> Jesus. I taught him how to walk. That's for damn sure. I can't keep up with the son of a bitch. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. drink like Nope. <laughs> yeah, we're in Nebraska, and I was like, Chris, why are you walking so slow? I'm used to walking with him in turkey season where we're basically jogging everywhere. Like, Josh, it's 100 <laughs> degrees outside. That's why. I'm trying not to die. <laughs> Sorry, you can edit that one out, Rick. I'm gonna edit all of them out, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> got a got got a running list of notes on my phone already. That's why I keep looking down at. I think that's only three. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, it is. We're doing good. <laughs> so anyway, back to the original question. So I just like everyone else, uh, right? I didn't know anyone in this group before the Facebook page. Um, that's kind of, I mean. It's really kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. Like, wow, all these people got together just from, you know, a little Facebook page. Which, I mean, it's much bigger now, but still, it's something to, you know, really ponder on. Uh, sure. But I, I I met, what, Chris, when did I meet you? 2017? That is... It was 2017, right? 2018? 2018. 2018, yeah. So, growing up, I, I always had an affinity for like being involved, you know, with my education and stuff. I was always involved in other things at school, but I really wanted to be involved in one way or another with something outdoors, right? Outdoors was kind of my passion. I loved being outside and hunting. Um, so when I met Chris at the time, I was kind of dabbling in, in blogs, um, kind of writing articles. And at the time, I didn't know anything. I still don't know anything. I know more than what I knew then, but I didn't know anything and I was attempting just to get my foot in the door. I, I buddy and I, we, we made a website and stuff. We were doing articles and that's how I met Chris through the Facebook page on Fueled by the Outdoors because I wanted to post some of our articles on there. Um, but that outlet, right, it, it was, it was, it had a dead end, right? Um, and then just getting involved with the Facebook page and then Chris invited me to be part of the team. Um, that really fulfilled that need or want to really be involved and and make a difference and in, in you know the outdoor industry quote unquote mm -hmm. uh, and then just just to see how much we've grown and the ceiling that i, I mean I don't, I don't want to necessarily say ceiling but it's you know we've come a long way and there's a lot further that we can that we can go with everything that's going on um, so, I mean, I mean, the group means a lot to me. It's, it's kind of really fulfilled one of my dreams growing up as far as being involved with something like this. And then the byproduct of that being involved in the group, right, is all the relationships, um, you know, getting to know everyone that's on this podcast. And we have a lot of guys that aren't, you know, on the podcast currently. And it's, you know, same goes for all of them, right? Just building those relationships has been, has been awesome. Um, and I really look forward to seeing, you know, how the group develops and if we bring any more on, you know, how they'll fit in our dynamic. Um, like Grip said, well, I think we have a good nucleus, good group core, good core group of people. Um, and it's really quite something to be a part of. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. How about you, Rick? Um, so I really just wanted to start a podcast so people could hear me talk. Um, that's been my, it's always been my dream. Uh, no, uh, originally when, when the page started, it was, it went by another name and, uh, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, Chris and I would talk off and on and Chris and I knew each other from high school, uh, but hadn't really, you know, talked a whole lot post that until the page came up and we started talking with each other. Uh, we went hunting, I think one time for deer. Bro, on... Are you forgetting our entire love story? Which part? <laughs> we never talked until the page. Are you crazy? We went on, fishing trips together we're, we're we're getting to that hold on well, <laughs> because we hadn't no, talked oh no 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 because if you remember correctly the first fishing trip that you went on you were taking video of the lake cumberland store taxidermy in the back and that was the first year that the page came about positive how much, okay, with God and all of these wonderful people as my witness, I would like to introduce you to what autism looks like. So <laughs> I went on my first fishing trip with you and your family in the fall of 2015. I killed a doe on opening weekend, which was Sunday evening, the weekend prior to leaving with you guys and made jerky for us for that trip. It was 2015. Yeah. I didn't start the page until 2017. Carry on, soldier. No. <laughs> no. How, how many bottles of bourbon would you like to place on this? I'm not placing any bottles of bourbon on oh, this until I check my phone. I will. So I bet I you. I know. You. Mom and dad are going to fight. <laughs> yep. yep. I started the page on January 30th, 2017. 2015. January 20. You're positive of that. 2015 is when we went on our first fishing trip. Spring trip of 2016 is when I caught the striper from the kayak. All right. All right. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Whatever. So, you owe me Chris three bottles right. of bourbon. I don't owe you anything. <laughs> I'll just drink all of Zach Kaiser's. Drink, yeah. Just drink Zach Kaiser's that are sitting over there. Um, so, Chris and I went on. <laughs> a few fishing trips prior to the page because you came down with Will, my brother. And that, that wasn't the wild Turkey trip. Was it? That was later. The first trip. Yeah. The first trip was the wild Turkey experience. Okay. never mind. That was the wild Turkey experience where you woke uh -huh. up on the women's toilet. Um, <laughs> so we, we go on these fishing trips. Chris uh, invites me to the page and I start getting involved with it. <clears throat> and then we kind of have, we start talking about, you know, forming a team, doing some different stuff. And then, <laughs> and then uh, we start talking about pushing this a little bit further and discussing, well, what, what would be different forms of media that we could put out there? Because Chris was saying, you know, I'd like to do YouTube stuff. And I had said, I always want to do a podcast for the sole fact that 
they always seemed kind of easy to do. They seemed like you could, you know, edit it. You could put it on there. It wasn't hard. You know, boy, was I wrong. So a uh, hundred episodes later, like I said, we've, we've learned a lot. You know, the reality of this was when we first concocted this, it was, I was going to do the podcast and then Chris was going to come on intermittently and, you know, talk about the page and things like that. It very much changed into after Chris was on the first episode, he's, he said, I want to be on every one of these. So that that's where we went to after that. And, and since then, I, I feel like it's been a good dynamic. I think we bounce each other, uh, bounce things off each other very well. And, you know, we bring, brought Josh on more recently, more regularly. And it, 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 it's been a great thing. I've, I've really enjoyed doing this because I enjoy talking about the outdoors. I enjoy giving people a platform to learn about things too. Uh, Even if they don't like it as much as they possibly could, or even if they don't agree with things, certainly we've had people on here where we'll get messages, you know, calling us everything but you know what uh, that that we're wrong about stuff and the reality of it is is it's it's an opinion and everyone's got different ways of doing stuff you know one of my favorite episodes that we ever did was with josh house of pickles and bones and it was it was very much he said you know in a cooking sense i'll I'll give you the recipe he goes you're still not going to replicate it the way that I do it though, because it takes, everyone's got a different way of doing the same thing. And that's an important thing to remember about, you know, the outdoors or fishing or hunting or whatever, you know, that that's been one of the beautiful things about this, you know, growth perspective that we have with the page, with the podcast, with the YouTube channel, it's led us to go do some different stuff that's outside of our comfort zone. I am not an archery guy by any sense of the mean. And I, I can listen to you and grip talk about archery. Now that would have not happened uh, five years ago. I would not have been uh, dragging a mobile stand into the woods two years ago. I would have still been going to a ladder stand. And I think there's a lot of learning. I've talked about this before adapting and getting out of bad habits or just habits in general is, is a good thing. And that that's one of, the big takeaways I've always gotten from this and the better part of things that I've seen overall is, um, you know, we don't tolerate ass. You, you don't sit there and you make fun of somebody shooting a small deer. You don't sit there and act like you're on your high horse. If you think you're right about everything, guess what? You know, in the words of Jimbo Reese, you're gone. Like, bye-bye, want to see a magic trick? And then you're not on the page anymore. Um, There's a reality, though, that there's a sense of camaraderie around the page, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the team, the expo, that you don't get a whole lot of other places unless you've assembled a good group of people. And I'm a firm believer in the the company you keep. It says a lot about you. So I'm, I'm really you know, honored and happy to have met all you all through this and for Chris to, you know, push, you know, to do the podcast and push me to, you know, continue doing it more and more, uh, sometimes, you know, three and four hour podcasts have got to be edited down too. So, but great conversations take time. Oh yeah. 
man, pretty crazy. Um, well, again, I really appreciate you guys being a part of this. Um, you know, we've got, I think, a lot of things to look forward to. And the cool part is, is for everybody sitting here, basically, um, other than probably Rick. I don't, are you hunting this weekend, Rick, in Ohio? Uh, no, I'm having something else done. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Um, well, for everybody but Twig and Giggleberry, uh, we are getting to look forward to deer season. So uh, in Ohio, um, Josh has already got one down in Kentucky. So we're hoping we can get a few put down in Ohio these next few days and um, maybe have some cool episodes on the YouTube channel up here before too long. We've been slacking on that a little bit. I got to get on some editing. Me and Josh are going to get some stuff up there, get some gear reviews up. So um, without further ado, though, uh, anybody want to add their their final thoughts as we close this out? I was going to, I had already been thinking about this because, you know, we always do, hey, you're going to you're gonna have your concluders. And Rick just talked about it a little bit as far as the page goes. We're coming up on a time of year where people are going to start posting the pictures of their deer and uh, I am a, I tell people all the time at work, I don't post a lot on social media. Basically, when I get on there, I tell people happy birthday, happy anniversary, and congratulations, Craig Buck. And I don't care if it is a spike. I don't care if it is a freak, uh, non-typical 182 class. It, hey, they always get congratulations, Great Buck. Uh, it, just because it's something that you wouldn't shoot, you know, there's there's a chance that there's probably a kid or a beginner who is tickled pink to have shot that six pointer that you may pass and you may let go, but that person is as happy as all get out and uh, just take the opportunity to take five seconds and say congratulations, great buck, you know, and that just don't don't bash somebody, don't say oh you should have let it pass, you should have let him go, you know, just just be kind. No, don't mm-hmm. be a troll on the internet. Just be kind and make the world a better place. Exactly. I like to think of it as, you know, uh, for those of you who remember the days of, you know, the check-in stations, the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. you know, and the, yeah, the, the pitcher boards, you know, that yep. was a thing walk, walking in, walking in and yep. see pictures posted up at you know at, at the game check station you know or the the local gas station that checked in game and stuff like that and you know i you know nobody bitched about it then you know no so, you know let's let's have a you know an opportunity for people you know to utilize social media and in that same aspect you know uh i would do anything to bring back the old uh, game check stations I love me too them, you know uh you know, give me my damn metal tag. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I miss the metal tag. Yeah. But you know, the, the one thing with me, uh, that I do appreciate about this group, uh, every time that I get a chance to turn on the podcast, I get the opportunity of reliving my son's first deer every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear Chris, oh. Whenever you guys listen to the podcast and you hear Chris yell Asher and you hear that giggle, 
I tell yeah. you what, I'll start my day off every day hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I I never hear that. I'm always recording them so I know what's said and I don't listen. And, uh, I forgot about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'd like to to take time and just tell you guys because I know I came in about halfway um, through the life of of what the group and the page has been now, but I know I've I've told Chris this on a couple different occasions, but um, just thanking you guys for what you did prior, what you're doing currently, and and what we're going to do in the future because there's been some some crazy opportunities that I never thought in a million years I'd have. Um, you know, like last year, the biggest buck I've ever seen was after a, an invite from Aaron to go hunt randomly just texted me on a Monday and was like, Hey, I, I've got Friday free. I want to go hunt. Are you free? And I texted him back and I said, give me five minutes to fill out a vacation form. And, um, like, you know, showed up late cause I overslept. And, um, but we, we got there and walked out and, you know, that part's on me, but the fact that we went out together and he was willing to, 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 to reach out that olive branch, that was pretty cool. Um, and then I know, I talked to Chris a little bit about it, but when the very first year I got into hunting and, and watching YouTube and everything like that, I, I knew of Jake Emery. I, I knew who he was, uh, watched tons of his videos and, and tried to pick out everything I could learn from him. And it was, you know, you, you, you kind of, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally in this industry, you kind of set some on people pedestals, um, based on what you see of what they've accomplished, what they've done, um, and those different aspects. And, um, this year when I decide, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out on a whim. I'm going to go to a public land in Kentucky. I've never been before and, and go completely by myself for three days. Um, ended up being very close to Jacob Emery and, and where he lived. And after meeting him at the expo, which I, I never thought in a million years, I'd be, you know, standing face to face with the dude, giving him a hug to him texting me, um, halfway through the second day of my hunt and saying like, Hey, have you showered in the last 48 hours? And me being like, I've used field wipes and he was like, yeah, yeah. Drive to my house before your evening hunt. I'll be like, you can use my shower. He's like, I can't imagine, you know, I'm, and he was right. Like by the time I got out of the mud that day, loading the kayak back in the truck and everything, like I texted him and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. So just to be able to go meet up with a guy that, you know, my first year hunting, I had absorbed so much info from to be sitting, you know, with him at a, a pizza buffet talking about hunting and mapping out, you know, stuff on a GPS and different strategies of what I was wanting to do the next day. Like, um, those, those things don't just happen. Um, in my opinion, and I, I feel like, um, is definitely, a an opportunity that I wouldn't have had, had, you know, Chris not gone out on a limb, um, gone out on faith many, many years ago to, to pursue this dream and pursue this, this goal. And, um, you know, Josh mentioned a ceiling earlier and it feels like, Every time it seems like the group is hitting a ceiling, we find a case of stairs and we go to the next floor. And I think it's a really cool dynamic that we're gonna gonna continue to keep pushing forward with. Amen to that. Grip, real quick, you're you're really sciencey. Name the what's uh so we've got the atmosphere. Would it be the stratosphere that's next? Uh the stratosphere is a layer of the atmosphere. Yeah. I suck at this. This is why I'm not sciencey. Name name the layers for me. Well, I don't know them in order. That's not my wheelhouse. I'm I'm biological. You know, this is Earth and space, but I'm pretty sure the ionosphere is over the stratosphere. But don't quote yes. me on that. Okay. And there may be a layer or two in there, but uh, 
Rick, you don't even know when we hung out. Don't act like you know the layers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know that stratosphere and ionosphere are two parts of the atmosphere, though. I feel like rather than using the term ceiling, we'll use whatever osphere that uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll use that because uh, I feel I, I do feel like every time we think to ourselves, oh, this is where we'll get and then we'll be comfortable. We'll be fine with that. And then we think, well, but what if we do this? And then we're, you know, a little further or whatever. So um, anyway, uh, Mike and Paige. Uh, you go first. I just want to say I, I know we're, we're pretty new to the group, but I'm super appreciative. Everybody's been really supportive. Um, and it's really nice to have a group of people that do so many different things and um, just listening to what everyone has to say is, I, I mean, I just, I love it. And I'm excited for this weekend and hopefully oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some more success out there. Yeah, we, we don't have a buck that's super consistent. We're going to thin out some, we got a couple properties that have a lot of does. We're going to try practicing our filming skills and page some shooting skills. I can't wait for Paige to post on the uh, group message that she's actually shot a buck. <laughs> and it actually, she actually right did now. shoot a buck and not just say, oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. It didn't really happen. I try to delete it before everybody sees it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. I'm not, uh, this year was our first year ever hunting public. I'm just putting that out to everyone. Well, uh, in Ohio, I, I hunt a lot of public for ducks. Yeah. So that, in my opinion, is a little different. Okay. Um, yeah. But this turkey season was our first year hunting turkeys. And, man, it, it was a blast. Like, we had a decent amount of uh, private in uh, Ohio. And I'm not saying turkey hunting is easy because it's not. But when you got all the birds, it makes it a little easier that you can see from the road and you can set up on them. I mean, it's just easier. But going down in uh, Kentucky to some of them hills and on that uh, public ground, it, it was just it was it was a blast. Yeah. And then um, and then you also get to learn where you don't have skills at because you've been spoiled very quickly, like first day quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it was just cool, like, because she couldn't go a lot because she had work and school also. And I went with a couple buddies and man, just that whole camaraderie thing and getting two or three hours of sleep and sleeping on a mountaintop in Kentucky and hearing birds gobble and being within shooting distance of like six times in like four days on public was awesome. But yeah. that's cool to hear. It's it's deer hunting, deer hunter, uh, Kentucky public. Uh, I've been a few times so far for the first time hunting out of the saddle for the first time. Uh, it's been a learning experience. It's still been fun. I've seen I've seen deer and whatnot. It's just not what I'm used to, but it is definitely making me a better hunter for private ground in Ohio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all, 
all been a learning experience. That's cool to hear you say. Uh, I grew up having private to hunt. I never knew that I could go to all this public land and where it began and ended. And I remember thinking that I used to walk really far because I'd walk eight, 900, a thousand yards, whatever. And I remember the first few hunts, I found some places and I thought, I'll walk here and nobody else will be here. Guaranteed. I get back there and some dude's back there in a stand before me. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And then on my way out, dude, am I still walking? This is, I can't do this. This is taking forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I agree too. It it makes you a lot, a lot better hunter on your private. Um, And it, I mean, right when I think I'm a good hunter, I meet other good hunters and I realize how good I'm not. And it's very humbling, but also being a person who craves the truth and knowledge, it's so cool because when you do stuff on public and then you go to private ground and break it down, you just think this, this animal's dead deer, turkey, what you're thinking no way in hell this thing's getting out alive. So, but no, cool to hear. Uh, let's see who we got left. Josh? Still big bucks, and that's all I need to say, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know what my concluder is. I've just been enjoying listening to everyone else besides us three talk on the podcast. Right. Aaron, did you go yet? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, you did it with. Okay, the uh, yeah. I think you were first, actually. Yeah, we we uh, just just need Josh to get into some firearms so I can do some work for you. Right. <laughs> That's Don't true. It, hey, Josh. hey, I put in for a pronghorn. Uh, it's trying to preference, say preference point. preference point. Yes, for it would be for a rifle. So I go. may have to buy a rifle. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, one you're day you'll be going to need a pack, your own game bags, your own cooler. <laughs> you got to use. You got to use something a little bit bigger than five cubes yeah. too. Don't forget, Just Chris, for the record, Chris has the I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't has a gun hunting. It's just I, I enjoy. I said just for the record in the beginning of the podcast, I said I, I kind of sounded like I was downing gun hunting. I don't think there's anything wrong with gun hunting. Whatever gets you out there, go do it. Sure. It's just, I enjoy bow hunting more. You know, yep. Yep. hey, Mike, you, you, hey, you bring up a good point, bum. You know, because it, it's, you know, we're, we're all, we're all different. You know, I mean, you know, Chris didn't know my background. Chris didn't know that I grew up behind the counter of a family owned gun shop in West Virginia. You know, uh, he didn't know any of that. He didn't know that I taught gunsmithing at a gunsmithing college. He didn't know that I was a gunsmith. He, he didn't know any of my involvement in firearms, you know, um, you know, but that's, that's the neat dynamics, you know, to this group. Uh, you know, I've, I grew up hunting public. I've, that's all I've ever hunted is public. Uh, and that's, you know, I have, I've, I can probably count on probably one hand how many different pieces of private land I've ever hunted in my entire life. Um, you know, I, I've always been a public hunter. Uh, you know, that's what I grew up doing. 
But, you know, that's the neat thing about this group. You know, we all bring something different and something unique, you know, to the table that we can all learn from. And we're all willing to share it. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. Yep. All right. Josh, are you? Yeah, sorry for, sorry for interrupting again, Josh. Computer, or do you just want to <laughs> fantasize about other people? My, my concluder <laughs> is just going to be that I am, I'm looking forward to, hold on. Sorry, for some reason Siri came up on my computer here. Anyway, my concluder is that I'm, I'm just looking forward to helping out a lot of people, you know, drag, drag a deer out this year. I want to see Paige kill a buck. Stop passing bucks, please. <laughs> I want to come help take pictures and help drag out your deer. I want to see Tyler kill a buck for the for the love of God. Just shoot just, something. Just so we're clear, I've given I, I've told Tyler he can come hunt some of our private ground for a buck. He did. He did. Multiple if they're times. all still there. If they're still there. Be, yeah, I if they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, Oh, I'm, don't I'm, even get me started on it. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> we're all, all going to be able to pose with nice big bucks here in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yep. That's my concluder. I'm just looking forward for everyone to have an awesome season. Looking forward to help out. Take photos, right? Chris and I are all about taking good photos. Yeah. Yes. So, Make yeah, making memories. Capturing the memories. That's what it's about. And so, I'm that. I'm just looking forward to it. Making memories. How about you, Rick? Um, so <laughs> first one, uh, if you got the ability to take somebody in the outdoors this year, please go ahead and do so. Uh, it's always a good time to do that. There's plenty of seasons coming up by the time this airs, uh, Ohio deer season or archery season will already be in full effect. So we'll squirrel. And, uh, I think it's duck, Early wood duck out, or is that still in? In Kentucky. Early early wood duck uh, teal in Kentucky right now. And I think think teal might be still open in Ohio. Okay. Perfect opportunity for for people to get people out. Um, Second thing, um, in, in terms of just, you know, overall, you know, encompassing thoughts and concluding, and, and bringing this all to a close is it's been a great opportunity for me to meet all you guys, uh, meet new people, meet uh, uh, people with a wealth of information that I may not have ever got to experience or understand in, in, in a lot of, in a lot of facets. You know, I, I appreciate everything that, we've kind of put together over the years since Chris says it's 2017, I'm going to go with 2017. Um, (laughs) But I, I wish everybody in here and listening the best that you can do in the outdoors for the remainder of this year. Uh, I know we were talking before this, I'm not getting out for bow hunting for quite some time because I've got a fishing trip in the fall and I go every year and that's coming up in two weeks and I can't wait for it. So if you're, if you're spending time on the water in the woods, please be safe, wear your harness, wear a life jacket. And for God's sakes, just make sure that you're uh, letting people know that you're out. So that's my concluder. 
All right. Well, since Rick's still part of mine, uh, make sure ah. that you're always staying connected when you leave the ground, whether you're going over a branch. Um, my advice is to ascend a tree. If you're not in a climbing stand um, or like a fixed stand, we'll call it. You know, if you're in a fixed stand, use a line or a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a lifeline. Lifeline. Um, if you are hanging sticks in a stand or going up steps or, you know, hunting mobile, ascend with a lineman's rope and descend with a tether. You will thank me and you will not have to do and go through things that Rick has yelled at me for stating in the past. Uh, but you don't want that rough part of your life happening. You don't want to fall out of a tree and be paralyzed or die or you know, put your family through all that. So make sure you're thinking about that. Um, and I can, I can attest to firsthand, uh, please, if you're in a fixed position stand, uh, have that lifeline because, uh, I believe we talked about this in the podcast that will, we're not allowed to talk about. Um, <laughs> when I had that, uh, the cables break on my fixed stand as I was, pulling my uh my bag and my bow up and it trap doored me and that lifeline and hunter safety system vest uh best case scenario saved my life uh worst case scenario it, it uh i got punched in the face and that was i had a bruised cheek from where i swung back to the tree and hit the seat and that was the extent of my injury uh and i could have easily been a paraplegic or in a in a coffin no doubt 23 feet and Amen. that, uh, that lifeline, that lifeline lived up to its reputation. I can tell you firsthand, yep. please, please attach yourself on your way up and down out of that tree. You know, complacency will get you. I mean, even, even Aaron can attest to that. We were all out doing what we do, getting together, making memories and hunting public. And he always wears his, harness and uh, attaches to the tree and for whatever reason he didn't attach to the tree i don't know if he was trying to get up quicker or whatever but yeah yep exactly i i was simply i even had it on i had it on but i was in a hurry i was i was running out of i was running out of darkness and i was wanting to get into my position you know before light broke and you know that was it all it almost cost me dearly yeah so i was very yeah. lucky I remember showing up to the parking lot. <laughs> Aaron was super quiet, and I thought, well, this is, you know, whatever. Maybe he's tired or something. And then he's like, well, guys, I just, I got to get something off my chest. And I'm like, oh, shit. you know, somebody's dying of cancer. Or he's getting a divorce or, you know, what crazy thing are you about to smack us in the face with? And he tells us that he fell out of the tree. I'm like, uh dude that's crazy like uh, we could have been on the news carrying you out or, like that uh, we don't want that that's insane so not to depress anybody but it's pretty depressing if you end up in a wheelchair or something so don't do it stay connected and also make sure you have available to you in a pocket or, you know, a vest pouch or, you know, bino harness or whatever, a blade of some sort. That way, if you do fall and become suspended, 
uh, and you can't get back onto your platform, ring a step, stand, whatever, you can at least cut yourself off of that because you can die just by hanging there. Um, I don't know the full truth, but there was an accident recently that claims that a guy was repelling and that he became inverted and could not flip himself back up and he ended up dying. Uh, so make sure you carry a blade with you and just, you know, bottom line, be safe. You're not bulletproof. If you're 18 or 21, I can assure you a, a fall out of a tree just to give you a, you know, a insight into the genius thoughts that I've had into my head where as the stand broke, I would spring myself to safety and all that other dumb shit. That's not happening. No, nope. you're going to hit the ground and you're going to be lucky if all you do is break your legs or something, which who the hell wants to go through that? It takes a couple seconds. There's literally not a deer in existence or, you know, a dove blocking a barn that is worth getting hurt over. <laughs> I hope he hears that. Um, so also don't take anybody's property, but that's another podcast for another day. Um, yes. With that being said, Rick, take us home. Guys, it's been Fueled by the Outdoors. Thanks for joining us tonight. We've been joined by half of our Fueled by the Outdoors teams. Uh, <laughs> we hope to be bringing you a lot more episodes and, you know, for the next hundred more, we hope to just bring you solid, solid content and more laughs. So, guys, thanks for listening to us. Bye. See you. See you. Good luck, everybody.